WNRI's Upfront. The opinions expressed represent those only of the panel and callers and do not reflect the views of WNRI and its owners. Telephone lines are now open at 7690600. And now, let's join the Upfront panel. And of course, here it is Monday morning. Yours truly, Dick Bouchard, is once again in studio. And we're ready to go with another Upfront program. Hopefully, uh, as most people know who normally tune in this program, what I try to do is find news stories that maybe you might have overlooked or maybe the uh, mainstream media might have overlooked and have chosen not to share them with you. So uh, what I do is do a little digging on my computer. Got about 20 different websites that I visit. Not all of them uh, do I visit each week, but I kind of jump around and uh, try different, um, I call them news aggregators. And what they do is they aggregate news from various and sundry newspapers and other places and put them together on one site and then I in turn go right through and see if there's anything on there that maybe I hadn't heard about before. And when I say, well, what's that all about? I click on it and I most most of the time rewrite the stories myself for radio because a lot of these stories uh, are written in such a way that they were meant to be in a newspaper or just go on and on and with a lot of dribble and I do my best <laughs> to replace the dribble <laughs> with uh, uh, something that's a little easier to uh, to deal with. So let's start off with this story which um, it reads, Retail giant Target Stores appears to have been caught in a backlash over its pride and other heritage movements. Uh, in its second quarter, um, fell uh, by nearly 5% to $24.77 billion. Now listen, that is not exactly uh, uh, uh a meager amount of money, $24.7 billion is a lot of money. And later on, I'm going to uh, tell you more about their competitor, their their main competitor, turns out to be Walmart. But uh, the, the bottom line store the, is the company with a large store at Lincoln Mall is, is becoming one of those companies that was targeted for its LGBTQ plus support in particular. It's displays of Pride Month merchandise. Uh, uh, the company has pulled some items, in particular uh, regions, and have made other changes and encountered some hostility from some of their customers who actually confronted workers and tipped over displays. Company executives said this week that it it couldn't really figure out how much of a negative reaction it had on its business but once it made the changes these incidents that we just described subsided. However the company's CEO, a guy named Brian Cornell says we're going to continue to celebrate Pride Month and other heritage moments which are just part of our commitment to support a diverse team and guests. All right. So uh, that story showed up on Newsmax.com, and I chose to share it with you here this morning. And in another follow-up story that you heard first here on my Upfront program, the prosecutor has returned the computers to that newspaper, which was unable to publish after police raided their newsroom. Uh, where did this happen? In, in a little town in Kansas. The search warrant that police used has been withdrawn, and therefore, all items that were seized were returned untouched. And the paper's publisher said, I'm feeling like democracy won, adding that his 98-year-old mother, a longtime editor at the newspaper, who died the day after police raided her home, didn't die in vain. There never should have been a search warrant executed on the small newspaper at, at all. But 
you know, here we are in a small town and the, it's kind of political. Raids on news organizations, big or small, are exceedingly rare in the United States. And certainly the seizure of computers, cell phones, and other materials from the Marion County record generated enormous backlash across America. And it was viewed by all, including me, as a serious breach of First Amendment rights. This raid appears to have been just a massive abuse of local authorities just trying to shutter a local newspaper that they didn't like. The newspaper might take legal action against the county, and I think they should. The fight between the newspaper and the county could help other outlets, particularly those that are smaller, by setting an example showcasing an abuse of authority by local authorities. And surprisingly, my source for this story was CNN.com. Because, you know, they're a news organization, and they too are saying, hey, if it happened to the Marion County Record, a little tiny newspaper (laughs) just barely surviving, it could happen to them. So I'm glad that they uh, put the story out and I'm sharing it with you. Because it could happen here, right here in Woonsocket. You never know. Senator Lindsey Graham, Republican from South Carolina on Wednesday, rallied against the recent indictments of, guess who? Former President Trump for his efforts to retain his office following the 2020 election. And accused prosecutors of being motivated by political bigotry. He's being prosecuted in a way to make challenging an election a crime. (laughs) Graham said this in an interview on Fox News TV's Hannity program. Graham said you can claim you were cheated in an election if you're a Democrat. And it's happened over and over again. And I recall that vividly myself. If you claim you were cheated as a Republican and your name happens to be Donald Trump, they're going to try to put you in jail. Graham is so right. My source for that story is yahoonews.com. And last week I was first to tell you about a house that exploded in Plum, Pennsylvania. It was so intense, that blast, that it damaged houses on either side of it in adjacent lots. Now a sixth person who was inside the house has died as a result of the explosion, which has at this point been blamed on a gas water heater that they were having problems with. You never know. The cause of the explosion still remains under intensive investigation by the Allegheny County Fire Marshal's Office, along with local law enforcement, with officials saying that uh, they're going to be very careful in this investigation and that it's going to take time to, and by the way, when I find out exactly what caused that explosion, I will share it with you, even though Plum, Pennsylvania is even hard to find on the map. The fire marshal's office said in a statement Monday that he was aware of the hot water tank issues and said the agency planned to investigate the cause of the blast with the hot water tank in mind, along with any and all other possibilities. And I know exactly what he was thinking, because that's what I'm thinking. And my source for that story was my old favorite, thedailymail.com. You know, this dailymail.com, I I visit it quite often. And and frankly, it's a very boring website because sometimes 30 to 40 percent of the content on the Daily Mail is all about the the king and the queen and the princes and the princesses and uh, and all that crap. And, and I could care less about the royal family. And I know that when Larry Poitras was doing his programs here on this station, he was in the same arena with me. He said, who the hell cares about the royal family? And I certainly don't. So uh, in reading the Daily Mail, which comes out of London, England, uh, I have to uh, skip about uh, 20 and 30 stories Uh, Every time I visit the Daily Mail, because they're all about the stupid royal family. 
I don't know how you feel about it, but I could care less about the king, the queen, and nothing. I don't want to hear about it. Did you know that at least, and by the way, did you know a favorite of Helen? I uh, thank her very much for bringing to my attention that she liked Did You Knows. Did you know that at least three people have died in Connecticut and New York after contracting a rare flesh-eating bacteria? That can be found in warm, brackish waters or in raw shellfish. Officials confirmed this Wednesday. Now, it's one of the reasons that Rock and Dick does not eat raw shellfish. I don't re- eat raw oysters, no raw clams. No, no. <laughs> I, I did when I was a kid. My father would say, here, try this, Richard. And I did, and I said, you know... It's all right, Dad. Uh, I'll skip the next time you open a cog a for me. Uh, I don't want one. Anyway, um, two people in Connecticut became infected with what's called vibrovolinificus, and they died after swimming in two separate locations on Long Island Sound. This is according to Christopher Boyle the Director of Communications for the Department of Health. A third person was infected in July after eating raw oysters. Like I say, don't do that. From an out-of-state establishment, according to the Department of Health, all three victims were between the ages of 60 and 80 years old, uh, according to the health departments. My source for that story was CNN.com. All right. So it's time for us to take our first break here on the Upfront program. So I'll be back following these messages. Let's talk about auto insurance. Does your current policy provide a claim satisfaction guarantee? The answer is no, unless you have Allstate, because no other insurance company makes that promise. And you can get a quick quote on home and car insurance from the Benjamin Allstate Insurance Agency with two convenient offices. The main office across from Dowling Village and their new office, 72 South Main Street, South Bellingham. Pull out your current insurance policy page and see how much you'll save by switching to the Benjamin Allstate Agency. And let's talk about Allstate's claim satisfaction guarantee, which means you get your money back, no questions asked, included free with your standard Allstate policies. Kara Benjamin and her staff ready to serve you in person or by telephone. Call 401-765-5000. Puts you in touch with either office. Let's talk about savings with Allstate Home and Car Insurance. Remember, you're in good hands with Allstate. And guess what? Allstate reminds you that while some local insurance offices have shuttered their doors, they at the Benjamin Allstate Agency remain ready to serve you at both their location across from CVS at uh, Park Square and the other one at 92 South Main Street in South Bellingham. So what's in your appetite? At Grumpy's in South Bellingham, their menu is so expensive, we can satisfy any taste. You may want to try a Grumpy Signature Burger. There are 12 to choose from. And if you like seafood, try our broiled seafood sampler of haddock, scallop, shrimp, lobster, and a stuffed quahog to go along. And you might want to check out our Taste of Italy, too, from eggplant, parmesan, spaghetti and meatballs, and many other Italian choices. And you may want to try a Grumpy Sirloin Steak, Filet Young or a Bourbon Street steak tip dinner, all char-broiled to your taste perfection. And we have a nightly menu special and also weekend specials. Kitchen open Friday and Saturday till midnight. Restaurant open seven days a week. It's time to make it a Grumpy's experience today. And if you're thinking about lunch, don't forget Grumpy's serves lunch every day. Yeah. From your roof to siding to exterior windows or remodeling your kitchen or bathroom interior, there's a company you should know about locally from Blackstone. And that's Walsh Builders. You shouldn't have to move to get your home of your dreams. Just reimagine your home and turn to Walsh Builders for kitchen remodeling, bathroom remodeling, decks, household additions, and we'll even build a new house for you. Walsh Builders.
Moses offers quality work from experienced professionals. Licensed and insured. Call for a free estimate. Call 508-498-4551 any day of the week. Walsh Builders, over 15 years experience. You're listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And the panel, as usual, here on Monday mornings, is yours truly, Dick Bouchard. And uh, thank you very, very much for tuning in. And uh, thank you very much for all the wonderful compliments that uh, many of you give me. When, uh, yeah, I heard some, who was it? John Abraham said, Dick Bouchard visits all the yard sales. Yes, he tries to. Um, I just like to uh, go to yard sales and see what people are selling. And see if they might have something that perhaps they could use. That's all. It's a fun thing. It's kind of a hobby with us. And do you like yard sales? I, I really do. And I've I've gotten some very interesting things. Uh, at a recent yard sale, I picked up a. Uh, remember the uh, telephones that you would see uh, Elliot Ness using and the Untouchables. Uh, I picked up just the uh, the microphone part of one of those telephones. And uh, believe it or not, it still works. It has a carbon microphone. And, of course, it was made, uh, you know, over 100 years ago. Well, in a rare one, a Democrat slamming another Democrat display, the governor of New York has sent a 12-page letter to the mayor of New York City. And what does the letter contain? Well, what it does is it slams how he is handling the illegal migrant crisis in the Big Apple. The letter showed up in the New York Times and reminded Mayor Eric Adams of the nearly $1.5 billion in financial support for the city that they got from the state of New York. And... The governor there said she's going to continue to provide significant financial assistance for such support. However, neither the city nor the state should have to absorb these operational needs or costs for what is a matter of federal concern in a left-handed slam to guess who? President Joe Biden. The state also questioned management of funds by the cities main subcontractor and the city's decision to allow migrants to sleep on the street outside the Roosevelt Hotel, which is overflowing with illegals, with all rooms in that hotel that I've stayed in, by the way, paid for by the city. Last week, Mayor Adams appealed to the federal government to help the city avert a budgetary crisis as expenses mount. Well, of course they will. The Big Apple, a sanctuary city, is now projecting costs to exceed $12 billion by the end of the next year to help care and temporarily house people coming from the southern U.S. border after the city openly welcomed them. My sources for that story, Fox News and the Associated Press. And another lefty mayor, his name is Brandon Johnson. He's a Democrat, and he just happens to be the mayor of Chicago. And he has a plan in which his city would bus border crossers and illegal aliens to surrounding suburbs. <laughs> I, I bet you they like that. According to the Center Square, Johnson said he's working with Cook County officials as well as other officials from various counties, to coordinate a plan which would send hundreds, potentially thousands, of border crossers and illegal aliens out of Chicago, claiming to be a proud sanctuary city. Chicago officials have refused to disclose a full accounting of more than the $120 million that's been allocated to border crossers and illegal aliens that have been arriving in the Windy City. My source for that story, Breitbart.com. Notice how I skip around to different websites. Here's another one from Breitbart. Did you know that every single Democrat president since 1977 has in fact questioned the legitimacy of 
U.S. elections. This is according to the Republican National Committee, who keeps track of these things. I, I didn't realize that. In both 2013 and 2016, for example, Joe Biden claimed that Al Gore won the 2000 presidential election. In May 2019, Biden said he absolutely agrees that Trump was an illegitimate president. Biden also cast doubt on the legitimacy of the 2022 midterms that happened last time. That was a year ago after the Republicans took control of the House of Representatives. No Democrats ever get indicted from complaining about election results except one person. And that man is Donald Trump, and we all know why. But they are terrified that he will win the next election and that he will take revenge on them, as he should. It's very simple. Democrats also cast doubt on the 2016 election. Oh, you forgot that? Yeah, there were seven House Democrats who tried to object to the 2016 election electoral votes after President Trump's victory in 2016. And 67 Democrats, you may recall, I reported this, boycotted his inauguration, with some claiming that Trump's victory was not legitimate. My source for that illuminating story, Breitbart.com. The New York Post reveals that New York City is considering opening a jail that they closed two years ago in order to house thousands of illegals that the New York City Mayor Eric Adams had welcomed into the city. <laughs> There's a good use for a jail that has been closed. They've got plenty of beds in every jail. Well, the Smithfield Little League from Rhode Island moved from a 2-2 two to -two tie, and I was watching part of the game because I recorded it, to add five runs later in the game as they won the game that would have eliminated them from the World Series in the game that was carried on ESPN. So they won 7-2. to two. Congratulations, Smithfield Little League. Of course, on television, they call it the Rhode Island Little League. That's okay. Uh, in any event, the next game is going to be Tuesday night on ESPN. And since we don't have a sports program this morning, I wanted to make sure I snuck this into the program. I normally don't do much sports here on this show. So um, uh, I wanted to uh, talk to you about President Donald Trump, who said on Sunday that he's not going to be participating in the debates. Now, remember, I told you months ago that he shouldn't. And he indicates that he likely intends not to debate in any Republican primary debate. And he will not be in this initial debate that's set for the day after tomorrow, that'll be Wednesday, in Milwaukee. In a post on his Truth Social website, Trump cited sky-high poll numbers by which he leads the rest of the GOP field. For example, he said in a new CBS poll, and CBS hates him, just out, they have me leading the field by what they called legendary numbers. Trump, 62%, 46 points ahead of Ron DeSantis, <laughs> who is crashing like an ailing bird, it says here. And... Ramaswamy is at 7%. I mean, the mainstream media can't stop talking about Ramaswamy. He's at 7%. Pence, 5%. Scott, 3%. Haley, 2%. Chris Christie, 2%. And Ada Hutchinson is at 1%. So Trump wrote this, that uh, this is why... Why does he want to be in a debate with these people who are so far behind him? On, and, and on CNN, of all things, and then having a Fox News anchor who hates him asking the questions. Good for you, Donald. You took my advice. 
Hey, in fact, there's a new Emerson poll. My brother went to college at Emerson for his master's degree. Emerson released Saturday, and it found that former President Donald Trump continues to hold his lead as the GOP primary frontrunner by 46 points. Didn't I just tell you that? Over the summer, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis' support has decreased by 11 points. Whereas uh, entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy's support increased by eight points. He actually stole the percentage points away from, from Ron. And then Biden's support is softer than Trump, whose support is locked in. Emerson College pollster Spencer Kimball said Biden is more vulnerable to third party options, said the pollster. My source for that, Newsmax.com. I like to go to Newsmax. They have a completely different point on the news than some of the other sites I visit. Californians were forced to climb trees in order to escape dangerous floodwaters and mudslides sweeping through the state of California yesterday. A flash flood hit seven oaks in the San Bernardino Mountains, bringing down the Santa Ana Bridge and leaving residents sheltering in the trees. Can you see? Can you see picture people climbing trees to get away from the floodwaters? I'm trying to visualize that for you on radio. L.A. and the surrounding area have been battered by Tropical Storm Hillary's record rain levels and strong winds that have brought down trees and power lines and have flooded roads. School closures across the city and Palm Springs have been announced for today as the storm raged on. The National Weather Service continued to warn of life-threatening flooding from heavy rain in western L.A. County and eastern Ventura County on Sunday night. California is enduring devastating floods and dangerously strong winds, as well as a 5.1 magnitude earthquake in Ventura County, which also hit on Sunday afternoon. My source for that was the DailyMail.com. Speaking of weather and the National Weather Service, how many of you here in Woonsocket and I know you did, got alerts from the National Weather Service of a tornado warning. And they told us to head down to the cellar and take shelter. Well, actually, the tornado, uh, I've been involved with FEMA and covering so many tornadoes. Tornadoes generally, uh, you know, do a path of, luckily, they do a mile. So where the tornado uh, was forecast to hit was actually around Situate. And in that area, uh, those people were probably wise to take cover. Here in Woonsocket, uh, I was sitting on my easy chair and I didn't move. And uh, I doubt that you did either. So, you know, these, particularly a tornado warning, it's always good to be uh, a good idea. Turn your TV on. I want to give a hat tip to Channel 10, who interrupted their programming. Channel 12 didn't, but Channel 10 did. And they had their meteorologist on uh, showing you exact pictures of where they felt that their radar was showing you that there might have been uh, spinning winds that might have been tornado. And... uh, uh, the uh, young lady uh, meteorologist doing a terrific job of showing you where it might have been, where it might hit, and where it might go. And believe me, she was quite clear that nothing was coming anywhere near one socket. So the National Weather Service tends to do things by county. So when they make a, a tornado warning, for example, Providence County, well, Providence County is a hell of a big county, and it did encompass the area where a very small tornado 
actually did touch down, broke a few trees and what have you. Reminds me of the one that we had in Cumberland. And I actually, when I was working for the Rhode Island Emergency Management Agency as deputy director, uh, rode, in fact, I picked up and carried the chief meteorologist in charge of the Warwick office at the time. And we both personally went to explore the small tornado that hit Cumberland. And uh, frankly, the one that hit Situate was uh, very much uh, in keeping with the one that hit Cumberland. Uh, When we did that, uh, in fact, I think I went down K Street and um, in Cumberland with my emergency vehicle. And we, uh, uh, he, not me, but the meteorologist in charge termed the event that happened in Cumberland a tornado. But, you know, on, on the... Uh, tornado scale, I was, I think, a one out of five. So, anyway, um, I hope you didn't um, get too alarmed by that National Weather Service tornado warning. Because uh, remember now, they, they do warn by county. So, you really need to get more specific information. And uh, again, I want to credit Channel 10 uh, for the great job that they did uh, of giving their viewers uh, first-hand reports, live radar summaries of what was going on, and they told the best story of anyone. Taking a break here on the Upfront program, uh, part three is coming up shortly. Since 1941, Brigido's Fresh Market, dedicated to quality, great cuts of meat and fresh produce from the farm. Most importantly, Brigido's was always about superior customer service. With even more premium deli and prepared foods and the finest baked goods. Serving the northern Rhode Island area with three locations, Situate, Pasco, and also 900 Victory Highway in Slatersville. We continue the family tradition with our core values. Stay tuned to WNRI as we continue Continue to update our stores to serve you better, and we'll tell you all about it right here. Is your over-the-range microwave, dishwasher, refrigerator, or dryer acting up? Then it's time to call GNR Appliance Repair in Pasco. We work on all kinds of appliances, and we have reasonable rates. So the next time your appliance says, I give up, call GNR Appliance Repair at 765-2023, and we'll get it working again. You can depend on us for quality service. Appliance problem? Let GNR Appliance Repair fix it for you. 765-2023. Two, three. Scott McGee from the Stearns McGee team is ready. Whether you're buying or selling a home or just curious about the local market conditions, Scott would love to offer his services to you. He knows the local community, both as an agent and a neighbor, and can help you guide through the nuances of the current real estate market. So let Scott work hard for you. Your real estate experience will be memorable and enjoyable. You can reach him directly at 401-639-2906. Listening to WNRI's Upfront, a radio internet talk show. Now, let's get back to the panel. And the panel on Monday mornings is, as usual, yours truly, Dick Bouchard. Been doing talk shows on this station since around 1960. So, uh, I, uh, I'm not new to the business. <laughs> did you know? There you go, Helen. Here's another did you know. Did you know that the Bishop of Worcester has issued a blanket ban on bending school rules for transgender students and will force them to wear the correct uniforms, use correct bathrooms, and play sports based on their biological sex, period. The new policy will force students to wear the correct uniform, use the right pronouns, enter the appropriate bathrooms, and play sports based on their biological sex, says Worcester Bishop Robert J. McManus. He approved it in June, and what it does is it bans students from expressing, celebrating, or advocating for same-sex attraction. It affects 21 schools in the Roman Catholic Diocese of Worcester, and there are more than 5,260 students who are going to have to toe the line. 
and it comes into effect in the coming academic year, which starts before you know it. No matter where you go, you see school supplies being sold. My source for the story was the Daily Mail in the UK, of course. It was printed in London, England. You probably won't see this in any newspaper. They don't want to print this. I have more information about that Kansas newspaper I talked about earlier in the program that was raided by local um, police who grabbed their computer server, which essentially shut the paper down. Hell, if you took our server out of this station, you'd put us out of business too. But it has been returned after the story gained national publicity about the police violating the paper's first right amendment. And, of course... The good news for the paper and for radio stations and for TV stations is that some 4,000 digital subscriptions have been added in the aftermath of what appears to be an overzealous police chief reacting to the paper's local news coverage, which frankly uh, didn't put the police chief in good light. Now, the newspaper's attorney, Bernie Rhodes, told USA Today on Sunday... But the paper did not break any state or federal laws when one of their reporters, Phyllis Zorn, obtained the um, records of someone through a public state website. We've done that here at the radio station hundreds of times. Zorn had every right under both Kansas law and U.S. law to access the driver's record to verify the information she had been provided by a source, the reporter said in an email, she was not engaged in identity theft or unauthorized computer access, but was simply doing her job as a reporter. And the story comes from usatoday.com, and I'm sure USA Today was concerned, as I am, about what the local police did in that small Kansas town. Florida Governor Ron DeSantis echoing the infamous gaffe reminiscent of Hillary Clinton's basket of deplorables moment. What's truly baffling is that just the audacity of DeSantis's words, but the gross mischaracterization of Trump's passionate voter base. Guess what Ron called us? calling MAGA supporters listless vessels. So here your rockin' dick here on WNRI is now called by Ron DeSantis a listless vessel. It's not only patently false, but showcases a real disconnection with the very core of Trump's movement. Trump voters are a diverse coalition of professors, Engineers, which I happen to be one, teachers, and I've also done, taught hundreds of classes, by the way, and blue-collar workers. They support Trump, and I support Trump, because we believe in a vision of America that's prosperous, free, and unapologetically patriotic. DeSantis's remark implies an odd presumption that Trump supporters are mere puppets waiting for tweets to dictate their direction. I've never watched a single Trump tweet. How absurd. These are individuals who, time and time again, have showcased their political savvy, hopefully, I'm one of them, dedication, and most importantly, their commitment to America's foundational values. My source for that very well-written story was 100percentfedup.com. I don't know if you watch The Lively Experiment. I tend to tune into it uh, every week to see just uh, how liberal they can get on public television. And frankly, I uh, rarely uh, enjoy the program, but I put up with it. So how many of you are impressed that Aaron Regenberg has been endorsed by ben Bernie Sanders? <laughs> oh, boy, are you are you impressed? Uh, I would hide from that if it were me, but extreme left-wing progressive that has been endorsed by the Working Family Party based in Brooklyn, New York. He's thrilled about it. 
Another so-called frontrunner in this ridiculous field of 12 Democrats is Dominican Matros, uh, who was appointed by Governor Dan McKee to replace him as lieutenant governor when Gino Raimondo fled the state to Washington to join up with President Joe Biden, who appointed her to head up the Department of Commerce, another do-nothing Washington, D.C. agency. In the meantime, I suggest to my listeners that they can beat these far-left Democrats by simply voting for Steve Casey from Woonsocket, who will be on the Democrat ballot. Now, you don't have to be a Democrat to vote in the primary. You just go to the polls and say, I want a Republican ballot. You vote for Steve Casey, and then on the way out, you say, I want to disaffiliate to the moderator and sign the paper. Did you know that well over a million people have downloaded an app? Do you know of do you know of any app that's been downloaded by a million people? The fact of the matter is there aren't that many. But the number one app downloaded on smartphones is the McDonald's app. I had it on my previous smartphone. I actually found it difficult to use, and I've yet to put it in my replacement smartphone. But I watch my grandson, Brian. He uses it all the time. So I guess I'm going to have to do it again. I'll have Brian put it on my phone. Turns out that 127 million people have downloaded the McDonald's app. And that's more than those who have downloaded, believe it or not, the Uber app. Um, the PayPal app, the Amazon Prime Video app, is a Boston-based company by the name of Appletopia. And what they do is keep track of who downloads what and how many do it. And that's my source. Pretty interesting story. Do you have the McDonald's app on your smartphone? Hi, you're next on WNRI. Thanks for calling. Good morning, Dick. Good morning. Could you look into any reports or results of analytical and chemical analysis of the dust and ash in Maui? Is that possible? <laughs> in Maui? <laughs> well, it's a long way off. And, uh, yes, I've been to Hawaii. I've never been, been to the uh, island of Maui, however. But the you want me to look into uh, the composition of the dust and ash? Well, I'm, I'm positive... Yeah that ATF has already been out there. That's the alcohol, tobacco, and firearms. And I was kind of surprised that they were called there. Now, FEMA, when we get called, or when I used to work for FEMA, we have access to 15 federal agencies. Uh, for example, at the World Trade Center, which I was at, we had all 15 federal agencies in the building. Actually, it wasn't in the building. We were on the wharf. Uh, the old Queen Mary Wharf is, by the way, where my office was. Uh, so one of those 15 federal agencies may be very well uh, have been dispatched to uh, the island of Maui. And they, uh, no doubt, will do a uh, uh, dust uh, collection and uh, will hopefully publish the results. If they do, I will announce them for you right here on the Upfront program. How's that? Thank you so much, Dave. All right. Appreciate your call. Thank you. And I and I know exactly what you're looking for, and so am I. So, um, yes, I will uh, chase that down. Uh, the question is, when FEMA gets to a disaster, uh, the uh, federal coordinating officer can request any of the 15 uh, what we call ESFs, emergency support functions, to come to a disaster to help uh, do analysis uh, and such as that caller uh, is suggesting be done. I'll look into it, see if I can give you an answer next week. Another factoid for you is that car repossessions are on the rise. I bet you hadn't heard about this. Did you know there were 1.2 million repossessions that took place during 2022? And that's a lot. And it's up from the previous year. So this is viewed for sure that Joe Biden's economy is not working, contrary to what he's saying. And the most recent data 
reveals that 5.3% of those who have car loans are at least 60 days late with payments. And that is twice the rate of a year ago. And during my last trip to upstate New York, I saw gasoline, and by the way, that was last week, gasoline at nearly every station in New York's Washington and Saratoga counties calling for $4 and more per gallon of gasoline. And by the way, the repo facts came from Cox Automotive, a company that's based in Atlanta, Georgia. You're next on W1RI. Thanks for calling. Good morning. I'm just a listless vessel calling. <laughs> um, <laughs> How do you like being a listless vessel? <laughs> Whew. Oh, well, shame on, no, shame on Ron. <laughs> um, I'm calling because I know it's already passed for the Pride Month, although this stuff is continuing onwards in sure infinity. Right. I am making a suggestion to Target. I think that next year... They need to showcase all the female to male athletes that have won the trophies and scholarships over the male athletes. You mean those oh, that who are, who claim that they're they're transgender? I assume those are the ones yeah, you're talking the about. Female ones that turn to males. Yeah. <laughs> I, have you heard of any? Yeah. I have not. No, not really. Not not that have successfully competed anyway. <laughs> well, I think they need to showcase that rather than showcasing these other items. I'm glad you picked up on it. Thank you very much for your call. <laughs> Have a good one. Bye-bye. <laughs> Bye-bye, listless vessel. <laughs> Boy, she, she, uh, she caught what Ron DeSantis has called those of us that are in the Trump uh, side of the, uh, uh, <laughs> the issue. All right. Did you know that 39 states plus the District of Columbia do not tax Social Security benefits at all. Guess what state does? Yeah, Rhode Island, of course. Depending on your income, other tax situations, you might still have to pay tax on your Social Security at the federal level. But in the bulk of United States, you won't pay any tax on Social Security benefits whatsoever. And I thought I, I would take the time to list the 39 states, including D.C., that do not tax Social Security benefits at all, all listed here in alphabetical order. So here we go very quickly. Alabama, Alaska, no income tax at all, by the way. Arizona, Arkansas, California. Colorado, as of 2023, they fixed that in Colorado. Delaware, Florida, no income tax at all, of course, in Florida. Georgia, Hawaii, Idaho, Illinois, Iowa, Kentucky, Louisiana, Maine, Maryland, Massachusetts, Michigan, Minnesota, Mississippi, Nevada, no income tax at all there. New Hampshire, no income tax there as well. New Jersey, New York, North Carolina, North Dakota, Ohio, Oklahoma, Oregon, Pennsylvania, South Dakota, and South Carolina, no income tax at all in South Dakota, by the way. Tennessee, no income tax there as well. Texas, no income tax there as well. Virginia, West Virginia, Wisconsin, Washington, no income tax at all. Washington, D.C., and Wyoming, where also there is no income tax. I want to point out to you that Connecticut and Rhode Island do tax Social Security, but Massachusetts does not. The bottom line is that if you're trying to access tax friendliness in the state, that you currently live in, you might want to consider living after you retire. It's important to look at property taxes, sales tax, and all other taxes uh, before you actually move out of town. <laughs> so what do you think of that? All right. And one of the, uh, the final item that I have for you this morning here on the Upfront program has to do with um, climate change. And where in the world does... Uh, National Grid, now known as Rhode Island Energy, get their electricity from. And what I do is I get this little blue thing that comes in with your uh, uh, electric bill. Most people throw it away. But I not only do I look at it, uh, I put it into Excel and I share this with our listeners. So here we go. Uh, where does the uh, how do we generate electricity? And from wood, nothing. Municipal solid waste, uh, 0.1%. Biomass, 0.1%. Trash to energy, 0.1%. Diesel, 
1.7%. It's down by 0.2%. Hydropower. Yeah, 3% of our power comes from perhaps Niagara Falls on these low, long, long electrical wires. It's down by 0.7%, however. Solar, however, is up by 1.5% to 7% now. Oil, 5.9% down by 0.4%. Wind, 9.2% up by 1.3%. That's probably because of those, the ones over by the landfill. Landfill gas, up by 3.2% to 7.3%. Coal, 0.3%. And it's down by 0.3%. Before long, we'll burn no coal at all to make electricity. Natural gas, 47.6%. Ladies and gentlemen, it's natural gas that produces nearly 50% of our energy. But it is down by 2.5%. And how about nuclear? Well, let's look at nuclear. It's 5.6%, and that's down by 5.5%. So you add them all up, that comes to 100%. So I bet you didn't really know where your electricity really comes from. So number one on the list is, in fact, um, natural gas. Number two on the list, and one I skipped over, was imported power. In other words, we bring it in from Canada. 12.1%. And no doubt some of that comes from Niagara Falls as well. So, think about that. In the meantime, and I guess it's time for us to be thinking about telling you that uh, we have another program coming up after this one. And it features Valerie Jiger. And I find her program so very, very interesting when she talks about... Uh, some very special trips that she arranges and personally goes on with you as someone who might book it with her so that you have somebody there who say, is this, where should we eat? Where should we do that? What should we, should we take this tour or that tour? So uh, you might want to listen to this because, boy, I tell you, I've listened to it and I think it's a great program. And it's new right here on WNRI. And also, I want to remind you, too, that uh, I'll be back next week. Yeah, I don't plan any trips out of state or out of town. So uh, I'll see you next um, Monday morning. Right now, Dick Bouchard saying thank you very much for listening. Catch you later. Have yourself a great day. WNRI Winsocket. News is next.